Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. It's Lindsay with the Homegirls, and we are here in January. It's January 5th today while we're recording this. And we thought that coming off of 2020, the way that that year went, we should talk about what happens at the beginning of the year in general, best practice to make sure that you're kicking off your business right for the coming year, and also just kind of some tips, tricks, and ideas for in general, if your business were to stall or slow to get you back up and running again. So I'm just going to rapid fire ask, cause I think this is going to be really fun. So Angela, what's one thing that you would do today if you had no business to go out and get business? Uh, I'd run a whole bunch of Facebook ads, um, targeted posts, that kind of thing. Um, and I'd go and interview businesses locally and help grow their business and um, piggyback off of their sphere of influence and have people um, be able to see what I'm doing because I'm also casting a super broad net. So what kind of Facebook ads would you run? Um, I would do some on market knowledge and that would um, be pointed to a certain demographic. Um, so I go by based on um, the different personality types. So I never run just one ad, I run four. Um, so I can capitalize on all four personality types. Um, so I'll run one about, um, you know, market stats and what's going on and kind of what things to look for. Um, I'll have maybe a lender come in with me on another one and talk about rates and what um, that side of the market is doing. Um, I'll talk about, um, you know, how quickly homes are going, uh, what kinds of things you can do to upgrade your property um, to get a huge return on investment and sell the house a lot faster. Um, I'll probably talk uh, directly to buyers about how they can compete in a market like this because uh, it is super stressful for buyers. I mean, we've got 30, 40 buyers for one house, right? So how do you stand out? Um, if you're working with an agent that's not aggressive and doesn't understand the market, you're going to be homeless. I mean, those are the facts. So um, marketing to those people and show them, you know, that I know what I'm doing and I get results and how I get results. I'll share that. I have no problem sharing that with my buyers and um, you know, offering my sellers all the cool things that we do down here. And um, one of the main things that I do that sets me apart is we do a ton of renovation for the seller up front. We pay for it and build them at closing. A lot of agents won't do that. We have a lot of distressed properties down here that are selling, but not selling for what they could be selling for. Um, and I think sellers are leaving a lot of money on the table. So anybody can sell a house right now in our market. It comes down to who's going to sell it fastest and who's going to sell it for the most money. And I know that in my market, I'm the person for the job and I'm going to show my clients how I do that. And that's how I market um, Facebook wise. I kind of show before and afters and give them an idea of what it's like to work with an agent like me. So that's how I um, would go out and get business really quickly. I love that. I would not have gone to Facebook ads in my brain. So I think that that's brilliant. Um, any words of advice for somebody who has a low ad spend budget, somebody who's never done this before, or even like a newer agent who 
maybe doesn't have the chops that you have to be able to market like that? Um, I spend $30 a month. <laughs> That's what I spend total on Facebook advertising. So if you can find $30 a month, if you have to go give plasma, you can figure it out for 30 bucks a month. Um, you can always grow your own sphere. I have a pretty active social Which, media. Wait a minute. I want to go back to that for a second. Raise your hand if you've ever done some real weird shit to be able to pay your bills and get going for the month. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I've never sold plasma, but I've done some, some weird shit in the beginning <laughs> of my career like that. The only reason I know about plasma is because I've had clients go and sell plasma to make their down payment money back in the day. So that's happened. <laughs> you remember the new home days, Lindsay, we did oh, some yeah. weird shit down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you don't have to spend much to get, you know, a huge return. You don't have to go out and sponsor an ad to go and interview different businesses um, that might need some extra help marketing wise, as long as you're doing something and you're out there and people are seeing you, it's a thousand times more than 99% of the other agents are doing. So just do something and do it consistently. You can grow your social media sphere without spending any money, um, connect with the right people, ask the right questions, get the right engagement. That's all you have to do, um, to stay front of mind. You don't even have to post anything about houses. And honestly, I recommend you don't post a lot about houses. I post about houses like one out of every 15 posts. That's it. Because anything more than that, it's real estate is fun for me and for all of us. It's not awesome for our clients. Like they don't love it, right? Like we do. Um, so they don't really care to choose which kitchen they prefer, A, B, C, or D. The same four kitchens that you'll see from 8,000 other agents posting. What they would probably engage in is here's a kitchen I flipped yesterday. Here's me ripping out the cabinets and here's how much it costed. And here's how quickly we can do it for you. And here's what the return on investment would be for you. That's probably a little bit more something that somebody would pay attention to. Um, and if you don't have access to that, you can go to a job site, go look at model homes, take some photos and video of local model homes and find out what inventory homes they have and start marketing those houses. You don't have to spend money. Just think outside the box. That's it. That's great. And I love this because I think it's going to be really fun because it's going to be like rapid fire. I'm not going to give you time to think about the questions. And I do think that while the four of us have a lot of similarities, we do very different things too. So this is going to be cool to see what all of us would do if it was January 5th and we had no business. Jess, what are you doing? January 5th, you have no business. You've got to make a paycheck. What are you doing? That's actually a real thing right now for me. So what I'm doing is I have my, I launched my VIP Facebook group with all of my past clients, all of my referring partners, everybody. Um, so I kicked it off with a contest that for every referral you send to me, you are entered to win a trip to Cabo at the end of the year. They don't have to close with me because that would be illegal. Um, so it's just for every referral. So I've gotten 11 referrals in the last six days. Um, and then I, today I've got buyers coming out of my ears, which in this market is awful. So I need to find listings. So what I did today was I got up this morning and I went back, um, 180 days or longer in our, ML, um, in our MLS and pulled all of the criteria that matches and made sure that they weren't sold. And I pulled a list of all of their phone numbers, all of their contact information, dropped postcards in the mail to those clients. And then those sellers, and then I'll call them later today. 
Um, so I did that today. I went through Fizbo's on Zillow to see if I could find anything there and then set appointments with three different for sale by owners this morning for later this week. Um, and then I have another contest in my VIP Facebook group. If you go to my Facebook and look right now, you'll see a bunch of tags. So I made a post on my business page that this is the criteria that I need for these buyers. And then I went in my Facebook group and told all of my people to share that post and tag me and they'll be entered to win a mo private movie theater screening this month. Cause right now you can rent out a movie theater for $99 and they can bring 19 of their closest friends with them. And so for every time they share one of my posts from my business page this month, they're entered to win. So then it's just giving me more visibility on their page too. So those are the couple of things that I'm quickly doing to get back in the game. So back up for everybody that doesn't know what that is, what a VIP Facebook group is. So I created a inner, like an inner circle, if you will, from all of my past clients, my referring partners, um, people who refer me constantly, maybe haven't even used me themselves, but refer me all the time. And so it's basically like a group where we have contests and engagement inside there for my people and anybody who reaches out to me for any reason about real estate automatically gets added to that group. And it's a closed group or an open group? It's a closed group. What would you do if you were a brand new agent or had been a really rough year and you didn't have enough money to give a trip to Cabo? How could you still get engagement in that group? I mean, like one of the other things is, you know, there's like a winner, like you can do like a send me a photo contest of your favorite winter activity and you can give a $5 Starbucks gift card. It doesn't have to be anything outrageous. I mean, the Cabo trip, that's a whole year's worth of referrals. If I got one referral from every single person in that group right now, I would automatically double my business this year and have 130 transactions. I mean, that's worth it, right? Like the trip to Cabo is 2,500 bucks for two people. We're not talking and even if it was a $10,000 trip, who cares? Like $10,000 out of all that money that you would make, who cares? But it doesn't have to be anything big and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's rewarding your people for rewarding you. That's all it is. I watch for, and if you've ever been shopping with me, Angela can confirm this. I watch for stuff that's like mega on sale or looks super awesome all the time. So like a couple months ago, Angela and I were at Walmart buying staging items for one of her projects and they had a 65 inch 4k tv on sale for 150 dollars and so I bought a bunch of them and they're sitting in my garage because the price was so low that I can use them for um client giveaways and stuff in the future so if you don't have ten thousand dollars to give away a trip to Cabo you can do all kinds of things and I would also say this is a great place to get your vendor relationships on lockdown because you can go to people like your lender, maybe your title company, your inspector, people that you're working with on a daily basis that may be able to buy a TV or contribute to a bigger prize for you too. And I even added somebody from, I used to live in Washington for two years and I added one of my friends in there on accident. Like she's not going to buy a house with me, right? At least that's the belief system. She sent me a referral for a listing here in Highlands Ranch, like, and had she not seen that inner circle Facebook group, like she wouldn't have known. And the caveat to that is I taught them how to give me a referral. 
because those people don't know how to do it, right? And so I gave them a step-by-step on what is the best way to send me a referral to get credit for the referral to be entered into the drawing. And how, how, what's the best way? So for me, it's a straight introduction. It's not a Facebook tag. It's not, here's her phone number. It's either give me their contact information or put us on a group message together for the introduction. Beautiful. I love that. I'm excited to hear how this works for you because I hope that everyone's listening um, is hearing that Jess just literally kicked this off. So I know that this has been something she's been uh, working on for a while. I know Kristen does something similar, but uh, she just kicked this off. So, I mean, she just opened it and you said you had 11 potential referrals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you haven't spent a dime yet because we haven't paid for Cabo yet. So I haven't done anything yet other than announce the trip. And okay. So for people that could get overwhelmed by the content creation that it takes to run a group like that, tell us about how much time you're spending or plan to spend in that group and how often you're posting and all of that stuff. Um, right now I've posted twice and that's it. I mean, from a consistent perspective, that's probably the expectation, probably moving forward. It's a quick Facebook group. I feel like if you get overwhelmed with that, this might not be the business for you. (laughs) Right. And I was, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. I've had it for a couple of years now. I've had my private group for a couple of years now, and it's not that hard to maintain. I mean, once a month, twice a month, you know, put something in there, let them know you're thinking of them, do a little drawing or something once a month or every quarter, um, yeah, it's, it's very easy to maintain. It's not, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a fine balance between like, they hear from you on your personal page, then they're hearing from you in this Facebook group. And like, there is a balance of like, not overwhelming them either. And so I just think the expectation is a couple times a month and that's probably more than enough. Right. I love it. You guys are giving good stuff today. I love it. Okay. Kristen, it's January 5th. You have no business. You need a deal right now besides selling plasma. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, I call it going back to the basics. Uh, when I first got into real estate, obviously you don't have any contacts. You don't have anybody when you first get your license. So I pick up the phone and I start calling every single person I know. I text every single person I know. I Facebook pers- everybody I know. I call past clients. I call internet leads. I just, I just frantically start calling people and I write it down. I journal it. So like I, I do like a little competition with myself. And if I can get a hundred points a day, meaning I can speak to a hundred people a day, um, I've, I've done my duty. If I can at least have a hundred conversations a day with somebody about real estate, I've done my duty. Um, uh, expireds, withdrawns for sell by owners. Um, that's, that's usually what I do is when I, I foresee my future being very slim um, with the income, I start going into panic mode and I start calling everybody I know. So that's, that's what I do. I mean, that's just, I go back to basics. Is what I do. In fact, Kristen is who taught me how to call Fizbo's and expireds. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely I mean, should do a podcast about that, by the way. Here's the funny thing too. Like if I run out of people to call, like if there's no more for sale by owners or there's no expireds or there's like, there's, I've literally ran out of people to call. I'll start making up numbers and I'll just start texting them. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like I'll just add just for anyone who's listening. FYI has literally the biggest balls 
man or woman of anyone I've ever met in this entire career. Like Kristen just gives no fucks. She will do whatever it takes to feed her family, which I love. She's like scrappy. I mean, that's exactly what you have to be sometimes. Like you got to figure it out. Like, I don't know. So I'll just, I'll just start texting numbers and just go from there. But you do have to figure it out. But a lot of people don't figure it out. I mean, National Association of Realtors says that the failure rate for a new agent within the first two years is above 80%. So a lot of people don't figure it out. And I hope that what people are hearing is that, um, you know, we are very proactive in the beginning of your career, especially you can't just sit here and wait for business to drop in your lap. If you're lucky and you do the work consistently for a long time, at some point in your business, that will probably come to fruition. But especially, and we've talked about this super candidly a lot, every year at the beginning of the year, even though we have very established businesses, we're always in scarcity. So I think the only thing to me, I've always felt that makes the difference between a top producer and a not top producer is they're just willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. They don't care if it means that they sold 200 units last year in January 6th, 2021, they have to put on their nice clothes and do an open house. They don't care if they're top in their market center and they have to start randomly text messaging phone numbers to be able to draw a lead. You know, they're, they're going to do whatever the hell it takes to get business. So like, I, I guess like for me is like a little bit of fire under my ass is I think about, oh man, I don't have any income next month. My ass ain't going to go get a nine to five job. I'm not going to wake up and do my hair every morning and go to a nine to five job and have somebody else tell me what to do. Like literally that is the fire under my ass. I'm not joking. Like I sit here and I'm like, I can't go work a nine to five job. I've got to pick up the phone. I've got to find another listing. I've got to find another buyer. That's the only way it's going to happen for me at least. The other difference I think between the four of us and a lot of agents, and there's nothing wrong with this. It's just something I think about a lot when we talk together is Like when the four of us came up in this business, it was a very different space. Teams did not exist. And so we either went out and hustled and did whatever we needed to do every single day to make a deal for ourselves, or we went back to work at Starbucks or we were selling plasma (laughs) because there was no like, oh, well, if I don't make it on my own, I'm going to go join so-and-so's team. You know, when I started in the business, when Angela started in the business, Zillow didn't exist, realtor.com didn't exist. And so there wasn't even like a, oh, I'm going to take my Christmas money and like buy leads. It did not exist. You literally had to go pound the pavement and find a deal. And so sometimes I think that's a little unfortunate for newer agents because they have avenues to generate business that don't require them to get back in the mud when things get hard. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing, Lindsay, at the start of the year? What are you what are you doing to make this year better than last year? So what's on your agenda to get business when there isn't any and you don't have anything coming in? What are you going to do? Yeah. So um, normally I love to open house. <clears throat> Sorry. I love to open house and I love to door knock. So that's a little bit weird right now in COVID. Yeah. What's your plan <laughs> um, for that now? <laughs> right. So if I, if it was really January 5th and I have no business and I really need a deal, I would hope that I had some listings of my own that I could hold open. If not, I'd be calling you guys or calling agents in my market for open houses that I could do. Um, and I, I love to door knock. So I'd, I'd figure out a purpose for it. You know, maybe like Jess, I have buyers that 
need listings. Um, I could go knock and tell people that I sold a house in the neighborhood, just even go talk to people about market conditions. So normally those would be my go-tos. And then I also, I would just start calling my sphere. Mm -hmm. I'd call everyone in my sphere. I'd start in the A's and I'd just work my way down to the Z's. And I'd start with a very just very soft. Hey, it's the beginning of the year. How are you? You guys made it through 2020. Congratulations. How's everybody doing? Anyone need anything? P.S. By the way, just to remind you, I'm still a real estate agent. If you guys ever know anyone that needs any help, give me a shout. And I'd just go A to Z and then I'd probably start back over at A and go again if I had to. Yeah. Something that I always remember too, is every time I do some kind of marketing initiative, even if it's like pop buys, there's always referrals that come out of that. We always get clients from that. So if you're always doing it, you're always busy. Um, it's when you just stop doing it and rest on your laurels that you become not busy. So I think especially the end of the year, when most agents um, haven't worked um, for the entire month of December, they've just taken the month off and slid into 2021. Like <laughs> me, where do we start? Right. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to, I didn't want to like call you right out Jess. Um, or me, um, purposeful at this point, by the way. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think that if you're doing that consistently, that you're going to be busy year round. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, what happens to the economy, you're going to shift your business. Um, just like all four of us did. And I think that's the reason why, although 2020 was freaking inconceivably terrible for the majority of businesses and people in the world for us it was pretty okay. I mean, we, all four of us probably had our best year ever, right? Yeah. yeah. And you guys know, if you've listened to this long enough, or if you know me that I'm like the mindset junkie, and I know that it sounds hokey. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys, that I'm on full of steroids and it's like messing with my throat. <clears> throat> it's, um, I know it sounds hokey, but it's really true. There's something about action that breeds activity. And it always works that way. You know, Angela, I've heard Angela say a bunch of times, if you have nothing to do, just get up and go start looking at builders and start familiarizing yourself with the area and looking at homes. I'll tell you a true story. So like it was my very first year in real estate and I was on the resale side and I was a brand new Keller Williams agent and I was sitting in my office and I just couldn't sit there and stare at the wall anymore without anything to do. So I was like, I'm just going to schedule some showings on houses and I'm just going to go out and look at things. I looked at five houses. I videoed myself demonstrating them to other people just to try to learn things. And on the fifth house, as I was walking out, some people pulled up in the front yard and said, Hey, is that house for sale? And I said, yes. And asked them if they wanted to see it. And literally those were the first, that was the first sale that I ever had on the resale side of the business was just because I was out there mentally putting it out into the universe that I was working in this business and it attracted that. So I know that it sounds weird, but the biggest trap that I think you can fall into is like the Netflix and snacks trap. Like <laughs> you've got to get up off the couch and you need to be doing something. And I don't even care if it feels like it's generating business specifically, you've, you've got to get in the mental frame of mind that you are working in this job. Yeah. I mean, who wants to work with an agent that's a just sitting on their ass, um, gaining 30, 40, 50 pounds 
not doing anything, just watching a whole bunch of Netflix. Nobody wants to work with that person. There's no energy there. There's no excitement. There's, that's not that's not inspirational, guys. Like, don't do that. So, um, I, you know, it, right now, clients want a reason to get off their ass. Everyone does. We want to get out of our house. We want to do something. We want some kind of entertainment. So give them something to watch that's entertaining, at least. That's what social media is. It's entertainment. So figure out how to be entertaining. Not a sloth sitting on a couch watching ER reruns from 90 years ago. Don't do that. I'm feeling like personally victimized by this. <laughs> me too, you guys, me too. I mean, I'm literally started out this podcast like, oh my God, I have to podcast today. My Netflix queue is waiting for me. <laughs> and it's Grey's Anatomy, Angela. Get it right. Whatever, I'm still on ER, okay? Because I don't watch TV, so. But to her point though, honestly, like, that was another thing that is different for me now. So we didn't have, like when I started in real yeah. estate, we were in MySpace days. So yep. Facebook didn't exist. I, I literally, I said this to Jess the other day, I built my entire career off of Facebook because I was one of the first like three agents in the entire Denver metro area that was like, hey, I can use this for business. Um, now you have just an incredible platform to broadcast yourself, you know, so go make it look like you're doing things. Go make it look like you're busy. Um, go make it look like you're doing fun and exciting things that would make someone want to call you. So like, yeah, enjoy. I will tell you just knowing every single new build neighborhood, what the prices are, what's available. Other agents will start calling you and asking you what's out there and what neighborhoods, because they're too lazy to go do it themselves. You will on accident become the authority on all new builds. Trust me when I tell you, because that has happened here. I get emails, messages all the time from other agents like, hey, I have a buyer at this price point. What areas and what builders have what available? I'm like, what? What? <laughs> ETS. Go out there. I'll show you where to go. Go out there and do your job. Hello. But clients see that, not just other agents. And they assume that you're the go-to because you've done a little bit more than everybody else. So. Well, okay, I want to ask. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, like, even at the beginning of COVID, like, you know, Lindsay and I, we are the anxiety-ridden ones in this whole group. And we get paralyzed a lot by overthinking. And her and I made the decision to keep moving, like, just keep yeah. something. And we ended up with a $2 million listing, which that's a podcast on its own. <laughs> and what, like, four or five referrals, you know, and we just kept moving and just kept doing. And it, there is a lot of truth to that. Like if you sit on your couch and do nothing, you breed nothing. Yeah. Conversely, I don't recommend that you, you know, do, there's a lot of different social media platforms and there's some that you might not want to use for real estate business. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, don't go get an OnlyFans. Is my point. Um, you know, you're going to attract a certain kind of clients or clients um for that maybe don't do that two cents i want to ask on the flip side of this question because i don't want people to think that because we've done this for a long time we're just like naturally comfortable at all this stuff so i one time had a buyer's agent who worked for me and she said i don't understand lead generation and i said okay well i don't understand what you don't understand and she said I don't like doing any of these things. So I went online to breakthroughbroker.com, which is a phenomenal resource if you've never done that. And they had a list of like 350 things that you can do that you can call lead generation. And I handed her the list and I said, look, 
the best part about this whole business is that you don't have to do what I like or what Kristen likes or what Jess likes. You can do what you like. So go through the list and pick a couple things that you're going to focus on for the year, right? So I don't want people to think that just because we've done it a long time, we all love to door knock or cold call or call Fizbo's and expireds. So rapid fire really fast. What is the one type of lead generation that makes you extremely uncomfortable, Jess? Door knocking. Kristen. I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. She's the All scrappy the one. <laughs> really? Yeah, I swear to God, like I'll go knock on someone's door right now. Like I don't, there's all call, but yeah, no, there's nothing. I mean, Angela, go, let me think. <laughs> um, I don't door knock. I'm terrified of it. And it's crazy because I started, my, my very first job was door knocking business to business in Manhattan, New York City, selling phone service, business to business. So I'm crazy, stupid, good at it. I just hate it. Do you know why? Because I hate when people knock on my freaking door. So I won't do it to anybody else. And I also hate cold calling. I hate it. So if I can't be really, really, really freaking good at Facebook, then I have to do those things. And that's why I kick ass at Facebook. Because I don't want to do those things. I hate calling. I've never called an, a FISBO or an expired in my entire career. I literally drive down the road and see a FISBO sign and I text it to Jess and go, Jess, call this FISBO for us. Yeah. True story. I hate it because I'm not good. Like if I'm, I'm really good at like playing off people's personalities in real life. So like, if I can see you face to face, I'm golden. I cannot do cold calling. That is not my jam for yep. sure. But I mean, lead generation doesn't have to be something that you hate. So something that I'm going to do for 2020 is 2021. Jesus. Um, I have decided that I really like golf. So I'm going to get a golf membership. And then once a week, I'm going to leave the third and fourth spots open to play. And I'm going to reach out to people that are in my sphere to ask them to come and play with me. And I'm going to consider that lead generation. So we can have a great time together. I can love doing something that I love. And if I talk about real estate for five minutes while I'm there, uh, actually what I think I'm gonna do is I think I'm gonna get branded golf balls with my logo on them to give them when we start the game so that that's like really organic and easy to talk about. Here are my balls with my logo. <laughs> we, just, uh, we, just ordered, we just ordered like, eight dozen, 10 dozen. Yeah. See, so that's something that I love to do. Like I'm, that's, I'm going to turn that into lead generation for me. Um, so what is something that you guys, like, I know Kristen's really passionate and into the moto scene and she does some motorcycle club stuff. So what's some cool off the cuff stuff that, um, you guys do that isn't calling door knocking sphere. I, I guess I, I'll, I, uh, the motocross for me doesn't really do it. My, my kid loves it. I would probably say CrossFit. Um, when I was going to say this earlier, my best, our best year ever in real estate with sales and business was the year that I was my healthiest um, and most fit. 
So I'm, again, I'm going back to basics. I'm making sure that I CrossFit four to five times a week. And I'm making sure that I'm sticking in with that community and making friends because honestly, that made us a lot of money being in CrossFit and knowing those people. And, and I love it. It makes me healthy. I have great friends. I get business from it. So I'm, I'm a CrossFit community for me has done it. I'm the opposite of Kristen. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I'll go drive. Flock fit. Flock fit. Yeah, I mean, I'll drive a whole whole long way to go get some big rib sandwiches. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like I'm fluffy and I'm I'm safe and I'm not uh, intimidating in any way. Um, you know, because I'm chunky, so I like to keep it that way. My business goes up the chubbier I get. So, really, you're telling me I need to eat Snickers more. So that's what I'm doing. Um, but no, I think, you know, I do a lot of like fun outside of real estate stuff. Like I love racing my car. I love, um, you know, going for a long drive and modifying my car and that community, there's not a whole lot of realtors, um, especially they're female. So, um, that's a place where I can go. And that group of people, um, that I'm friends with, that's a huge referral source right there. Um, you know, and that's been really super fun for me. Um, also I think right now, a lot of people are, what a, a lot of people are not doing is starting businesses, right? Cause that's terrifying. Um, so what, uh, anytime somebody is not doing something in the marketplace, if everyone else is not doing something, I'm like, well, I feel like I should do it. Why not? Right. So I started three businesses in the last, you know, month and a half because why not? So I'm not afraid, I guess. And that's kind of something that paralyzes a lot of people is that fear. And I'm not afraid of those things. I'm not afraid of failing. Um, and I think that that helps me a ton, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur and that's kind of really fun for me and it keeps me busy. And, uh, you know, I'm not always doing the same thing every day, which for me is paralyzing. If I had to do the same thing every single day, I would go insane. Um, so I think that's one of the really awesome things about real estate is that you've got a lot of different doors that you can open up and I've got a lot of stuff cooking right now. Um, you know, we were talking about buyers having a hard time in this market, um, you know, this week I'm meeting with um, three different developers to talk about me starting to build houses. I'm getting my general contractor's license. Like I'm doing a lot of things. Um, so I'm never sitting idly, I guess. And I do try to share some of that stuff on Facebook because it does inspire people. A lot of people um, right now are kind of paralyzed by what's been going on around um, the country. And I feel like they need somebody at least to stand up and say, don't be, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So. I think that we have a huge responsibility as realtors. We're basically the pillars of the community, right? We're helping grow our community. So do that. Jess, what do you, do you have any um, like unusual sources of lead generation or things that you love to do that mm-hmm. generate leads? I think if there was such a thing as like the Fanny Pack Association of America, <laughs> you would be the president. It's true. That is, that's valid. We should start that. That should be a thing. Um, that should be a giveaway right there is what's in Jess's fanny pack and then that Ooh, should be that's a good one. That might be the next one. That's awesome. Good for you. Your fanny pack though. We'll have to think on it. Um, I don't, I mean, for me, like, I feel like any spare time that I have is spent at sports with Hayden. Cause I gave birth to an Olympic athlete, or at least he thinks so. Um, so I think for me, if I had to like pick something that's not like quote unquote usual, like it's the sports stuff with him. It's those relationships with the families that I'm building football. I'm always the team mom. 
I make bags at the beginning of each season um, for baseball and football with Rockies calendars or Broncos calendars and then all kinds of little fun stuff for the kids. And so, you know, I've gotten business off of that, obviously, because it's just relationship building like everything else I do. So I don't know. I don't know if I have like any sort of kind of weird thing. I just always look at it like, let's make friends. Let's hang out with people and the business will eventually come. Mm -hmm. I also run a really successful community Facebook page though too. Do you want to tell us about that? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So I moved into our new neighborhood, like it's been three years already. And I started, um, a neighborhood Facebook group and I never post about real estate in there. I never say anything in there and it, you know, everybody posts and does their own thing. And the only time I ever post about quote unquote real estate is on Saturdays. I do small business Saturday where everybody is allowed to post their business. And then obviously like I post mine. So last year, and it, they say it takes, you know, a good three years to farm a neighborhood. So last year was year three um, of running the group and living here. And I did 17 listings in here last year. And I did one, two, three, four buys in here last year. I mean, that's a legit number to never leave your house. I haven't spent a dime. Say penny on postcards or mailings or anything. It's all been a Facebook group during COVID. We ran contests like best quarantine outfit or, and then everybody would vote. We just did like the neighborhood Facebook like contest. Um, and we did a map. So everybody knew where to go in the neighborhood. So, um, and that costs me $0. And I think last year, just in the neighborhood alone, I probably made a quarter of a million dollars just off of the Facebook group. So that's incredible. But I do have to say that's one of those things for me, like truly calling and then um, working in my own neighborhood, like gives me the heebie jeebies on a level I can't explain. Cause like, oh, funny, I, cause I like will do anything to not leave my neighborhood. <laughs> I love my neighbors, but I also sometimes forget to pull my trash cans in until Saturday when trash day is on Friday. And I also, I'm just not a person that like loves living very close to people. And so I'm always like, oh my God, she's doing this and she's doing this. And so like, the idea of having to behave myself enough because my home is like my very personal sacred space. So like the idea of having to be on and professional when I'm anywhere near my own home is like the, like I'm outside like Uncle Eddie in a bathrobe and a hat and some freaking boots in my underwear, like watching my kid drive his bike down the street. I don't want to be professional at home. I'm at my house. Like I'm not professional. Like if you're outside walking your dog and I'm out front sitting on the porch, drinking a glass of wine in my bathrobe, say hi and keep it moving. Like it's still my house. I will never farm my own neighborhood. But I think that's what people like though, is like, I'm not like the bouffant wearing pencil skirt realtor. Like I show up to my listing appointments in yoga pants. Cause that's how they're used to seeing me at school, dropping my kid off. Like I'm just me all the time. I don't know. I'll do anything to not drive. So, I mean, I will never farm my own neighborhood. It freaks me out. Isn't that funny? But that's the best thing about real estate is you can do what you want and not do what you don't. Yep. All right, friends. Well, thanks for spending some time with us today talking about some things that we like to do to kind of kickstart our business. And probably this year, I think we're going to gear a little bit more towards some uh, deeper dives on practical applications and things that we all do to keep our business moving forward. So we hope that we will see you guys 
later again this year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.